Mom. You're like just just sin once, just sin El- once. only once. It's worth it. This tastes good. It's so worth it. Yeah. Okay, well, should we just jump straight into yes. our bonus listeners stories Let's episode? Do Let's do it. I'm feeling it a little bit right now. Good. I'm not feeling it at all because I'm an alcoholic. But hello, everybody. Welcome to Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? We are your alcoholic hosts. I'm Channa. I'm Corey. And welcome to a bonus episode, y'all. Yes. We haven't had a bonus episode in a while. So this is Listener Stories Volume 4 for everybody. Oh, cool. Which is very exciting. This is our fourth time doing it. Usually we release it as a regular episode, but we decided today to release it as a bonus because we want to release. Because y'all deserve it. Because we love you guys. So... So yeah, so let's just jump straight into it. We have eight stories for you guys. Yes. They're all anonymous, mainly because that was easier for me to do that yes. instead of trying to figure out who wanted to be and who didn't want to be. So yes, Corey, how do you want to do this? Should we just go every other? Yeah, let's do every you other. Couple, you start. Okay. Now, just disclaimer, like we've done with all of our listener stories episodes, this will be our very first time mm-hmm. reading through these. And I mean that. If you think I'm lying, I'm not. I literally have no idea what any of these say. So hopefully they're all appropriate. Otherwise, oh, Jesus. that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so so hopefully there's at least eight, there's eight stories. If not, hopefully there's at least one that's appropriate enough for us to record. So well. here we go. Story one. Um, and, and this listener um, sent us two stories. So this is like their first story. Then Corey will go through their second story. Nice. So um, it starts off with night shift. Ooh. Ooh. Night shift. I was a porter in parentheses, orderly, I think it's called in America. Nice. Where are anyway, we? I need a setting. Bitch. I, I don't know where we I don't know where we are. Google uh, porter? orderly equals porter. What does porter mean? Porter. A employer to carry luggage and other loads. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Especially oh, in a railroad oh, oh. station. Um, UK. It's in the UK. So we're somewhere oh. in the UK. Uh, okay. Every time, and Tyler will understand what I'm talking about, but every time someone's like, the UK, for whatever reason, like in my head, I just start talking in like a Cockney accent. So I'm like, hello, <laughs> in my head. Because I'm like the worst. So as soon as you said UK, I was like, I should do this whole story in an accent, but I shouldn't. Don't, and I will save you don't. guys from that because i am not good at accents i am so unbelievably american when it comes D&D, to trying to do accents D has made me like attempt to be better but most of the time i'm like no well one time when back when i was an actor i was in um charlotte's web and i was the mom oh. martha and um, this was like high school. This is like high school theater. So this yes. is forever ago. But all of us <laughs> were directed to speak in a southern accent. But for whatever reason, we would all start off really, so- really strong with a southern accent. But it would like slowly digress. So like by the end of the show, I was like British. Someone was like Jamaican. Someone was German. Like none of us could keep a southern accent for the life of us. It was yes. so weird. And that's when I discovered I was really bad at accents. Yeah, man. Fuck but accents. It's fine. They're hard. But the only... Something actually kind of funny happened about this uh, play I was in. So during that, this is a quick little story because this is actually really uh, this coincidental. This is actually story one. <laughs> this is actually story one. But no, this is coincidental because I just we're, experienced we're not even this one like two days ago. This. We're not even one sentence into our stories. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This is some backstory of my life. But this is about accents. The only term or the only name i could always say in a southern accent was henry fussy but i would do it in this like 
this like overly sexualized southern accent every single time during the play and i couldn't stop at all Wait, to like, the point like you could only talk in a southern accent when you when you said Henry but like Fussy. but but like a really like sexualized porno like southern accent like henry fussy like things henry like that like fussy. and i used to say like henry fussy my pussy shit like that oh my god but uh <laughs> so it got to the point where i ended up making a facebook account for henry fussy and the whole facebook account was just me uh posting like pussy pictures and shit oh like with God. the cowboy hats and stuff and i forgot about it until literally two days ago it's like it's henry fussy's birthday and i was like oh my god <laughs> so it's funny Jenna, that we're if, talking about if this i now. ever become a porn act- actor i my name is gonna be <laughs> henry fussy and i'm only talking a southern accent for you thank you you're welcome anyways back to the story of henry fussy send us the story I started working nights in my local hospital for a few months while the x-ray department was being refurbished. I was on shift with the manager of the department and one of the radiographers. Um, The shift was going as expected, taking patients back and to between the emergency department and the x-ray. So as the night progresses, the manager goes to sleep because she had been working during the day. It was around 1 o'clock in the morning. I told the radiographer that I was going for my lunch break. So I took the key to unlock the door to a shut-off department that wasn't being used and locked the door behind me. I walked down this dark corridor to the staff room. Oh, and I shit. noticed that every single room was shut. So I started to relax a little bit, you know, after being told stories of the hospital. <sighs> towards, towards the end of my lunch break, I am sat in the staff room reading a book, and I see a figure go past the frosted glass in the door. Ooh. And then, bang, something hits the door hard enough to rattle it in the dorm frame. And I jump up to see if the radiographer wants me to come back to resume my duties. The corridor is still dark with all the lights switched off except for the light coming through the doors in the x-ray department. So I start heading towards the doors when I notice that the door is still locked from the inside. And I have the only key to access this area. Being curious, I decided to investigate and make sure that no one has snuck in previous to tamper or, like, steal any equipment. As I walk around the department, still in darkness, to give myself just as much advantage if there were someone there, I realized that every single door was locked um, from when everyone went home, and I decided to leave, opening the door with a twist handle and locking it with the key on the outside. I keep my face pressed against the glass to see if any movement, but I don't after a few minutes, so I go back to where I should have been. Talking to the radiographer, I ask him if he's just been to get my attention and he looked at me like I was crazy and said no mate I've been sitting here doing my uni work so I think no more of it and that was the last incident for the rest of the night as I'm waiting for the other shift to start I happen to mention the event from the night before to the manager and she informs me that the previous mortuary yeah hold on she informs me that it's the previous mortuary before being moved to the exterior building um, and the regular cleaner has stated that she's seen people walking around between the hours of 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning whenever her shift ends. Yuck. So basically, you saw a demon. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Um, so he said mate. I mean, like, British people use mate, right? He's British. I'm assuming he's British. Yeah, British people use the word mate. Just n- Yeah, they do. Not as much as Australian people, or at least the stereotype. So it's either... Like he's either British or Australian. English speaking world hot. minus like South Africa and the U.S. and Canada, right? Yeah. So like a guaranteed hottie. That's guaranteed just what it hottie. is. Love it. Guaranteed hottie. And yeah, just imagine that whole accent in, or that whole story in an accent. And let's pretend I did it. Hell cause, yeah. Because that's fun. All right, your turn, Corey. Okay, so story two: uh, the night shift, uh, the same organization but different building. I was working as a porter in my hometown this night, and I was working with an older gentleman who went to the other side of the hospital to start his cleaning duties. The hospital is smaller, so it shuts off at, at night, and the porters become the security and the cleaners. So he finishes his half of the work and asks me to go up and do which, uh, to go up and do, which I'm happy to do. Um, that's what it says. So I go upstairs and walk along the dimly lit corridor to where he had been had left the buffing machine. So I put one of my earphones in and start uh, buffing, minding my own business. As I'm buffing along, I look down the corridor and I notice something happening with the lights. And this is in parentheses. He says, we had lights installed that got brighter as you walked along to make it harder for people to slip, trip and fall, etc. In parentheses. So the lights are getting brighter. Boom. One light gets brighter. Then boom. The next light gets brighter. 
And this continues up to two lights in front of me and stops. Ooh, that's cool. No, like something's that's walking gross. towards him that he can't see. At this point, Ew. I said, fuck that. Got the buffer <laughs> and headed straight downstairs and didn't mention it to the other porter dude um, to, to, uh, to the mocking that would follow. Hope these stories are entertaining. I have others from this workplace, so if you're interested, I am happy to share. Yeah, like totally share them. Yes, yeah. we totally are. Also, you handle these situations a lot better than I would. Yeah, fuck like that. Like the first one, Oof. you're like, I'm still going to walk around in the dark so I can have an advantage on whoever's breaking in. I would like so not think like that. I would just be like, I'm fucking out. Sorry, hospital. You're getting shit stolen from you. Yeah, if something banged on the door, that would scare me. The light, The light one would scare me. But I would react just like he did. And if nothing else happened, I'd be like, okay, fuck this. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, but I don't the banging want... on the door reminds me so much of noob. So much of creepy Yuck. noob. All right. Next story. This one isn't necessarily like a story. I believe it's just like a spooky things about her home city. About Ooh. their home city. So anonymous again, because that's easier for me to, to do. Now, I'm reaching out because of a shared interest in all things spooky. It's true. We do share interests of all things Same. spooky. Currently, I am chronicling all ghost stories from my home city, Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. It is a city as old as the country itself, but has run into a problem that most major cities are running into now. Transplants. Currently, the culture in Charlotte, uh, NC, uh, is that of people who have only been living here for a few years and have not taken the time to learn the city's haunted history. I've, t- I've taken it upon myself to try to change that. One of the things I'm doing is reaching out to like-minded individuals with media platforms in an attempt to share some spooky stories about the city I love. I welcome you to share them and look into them more if you'd like. At the very minimum, I'm spreading the word uh, to someone who may listen. I hope you enjoy these spooky nuggets Ooh. of Charlotte history and haunts. Spooky nuggets? spooky nuggets like, oh my god like imagine, i want a t-shirt i want a cute ass t-shirt of fucking spooky, spooky nuggets. nuggets and instead of dinosaur nuggets they're shaped like ghosts oh my god so, or they have yes, like please. there's like people like regular nuggets being haunted by spooky nuggets yeah oh and this reminds me of my favorite haunted story of the mom being like tommy what do you want from mcdonald's and the demon in the closet went chicken nuggets <laughs> oh man i hope that story is real oh my god okay so there are five little spooky nuggets for you guys what put on your spooky nugget uh (laughs) pasties everybody mine look like cute little mcnuggets with like spooky face wearing like sheets as ghosts yeah no they're like the cute with the cute little faces that are just the two circle eyes and then like the d-shaped mouth Yes, like that, and there's have his little shirt, a uh, little sheet over it. Oh, uh, so a little fucking cute! Oh my god. Okay. Their ectoplasm, um, or is like honey mustard. Oh, oh yeah, it's like it's like ranch and like barbecue sauce and honey mustard. <laughs> so cute. cute. Oh, oh man. All right, thank you, thank you, anonymous person, for giving us spooky nuggets. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Okay, number one out of the five spooky nuggets. Now, really imagine this this nugget in your head so we can we can do this. So it's haunting on Trion Street or Tryon Street. It's T R Y O N. Yeah, Trion, no idea. Trion. So the Trion House Apartments was built in 1918 and has always served as apartments in Uptown. However, it's unknown to many that the Trion House is home to one of the Queen City's worst disasters. Uh, On March 13, 1940, a fire swept through the three-story apartment, killing six and injuring nine. Since then, most residents have had paranormal experiences, including hearing the cries of children, hearing the noise of someone tossing themselves against walls, and, and most infamously, seeing blood seep from the walls during dreams. This building is still an active apartment building and hosts a number of Airbnbs. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want that Airbnb. I want to hear someone throw themselves against a wall, and then I want to see blood seeping from the walls. I don't want to hear any of that or see any of that. Reminds me of um, of Amityville with, like, the green ooze. Mm-hmm. And Amityville was totally real, no matter what our research said. Whoa. It was real, everybody. Whoa. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, two of the spooky nuggets. In the 1800s, the John Robinson Circus rolled into Uptown Charlotte, bringing with them, amongst other oddities, a herd of elephants. 
chief, the element was by far the largest and unfortunately the most abused of the elephants. Aww. Fuck that. Go vegan. Anyways, chief regular surfy chief regularly suffered kerosene burns, um, beatings, spears to the underbelly, and long trips from city to city while being tied up. Chief turned on his trainer, John King, the tiger, the elephant king, by crushing him up against the side of his cage, killing him. Yes, bitch. Good job. And then Chief made a run for it oh. um, run, by running down Trion Street and unfortunately being caught in Church Street more than five blocks away. John King's grave now lies in Elmwood Cemetery in Uptown with a carving of Chief on his tombstone. Some see it as a tribute to the elephant trainer, while others see it as a warning as to what happens when you abuse oh, animals. that's cute. That's a sad but cute story. So, if you abuse animals, fuck you. I hope they kill you. Anyways, moving on to my third. <laughs> and that was Chana's TED Talk. <laughs> Go vegan. Welcome to my TED Talk. Like I hope Chief. Ha- I hope to my TED talk. I Go hope, vegan. Bye. I hope the the ghost of Chief just like haunts the fuck out of animal abusers. That's what I would do if I was Chief. I would become like a demon, like an elephant demon that just like goes after animal abusers. Yes. Agree. Okay. Third, spooky nugget. Charlotte is the home of Henry Louise Wallace, also known known as the Taco Bell Strangler. What the fuck? That is my That's fantasy so cool. villain name. That's a that crazy my... ass name. Oh my god! I don't even want to continue because I can't possibly get cooler or better than this. Holy the Taco shit. Bell Strangler. Holy shit! <sighs> That's the coolest shit I've ever heard. So the Taco Bell Strangler is responsible for the death of ten women, oh, most of whom worked sad. at the fast food joint Taco Bell. Oh, Henry would murder his coworkers and often not stop his employment at the fast food chain until weeks after the investigation slowed down. He currently awaits execution in Raleigh. You know what's so weird? Whoa. What I just realized today, today, like literally like six hours ago, I was researching what topic to do tonight, uh-huh. and I came across this article that said that all these crazy crimes that have happened in either retail spaces or in fast food restaurants. And I read about this guy. I didn't see the Wait, term Taco really? Bell Strangler. Oh Otherwise, I would have done him. Fuck. <sighs> God damn That's it, cool. Chana. I literally. The universe man. was speaking, and you didn't listen. <laughs> I should have. Oh man, fuck this! I should have done the talk about. You need to align your chakras. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> chakras. Fourth spooky nugget for y'all. Many current locals know. Oh God, the McNich Mansion. Yeah. M C N I C H McNich. Yeah. McNuggets. Yeah, McNuggets. The spooky McNugget Mansion. Oh my God! I'm literally looking a- at ordering mcdonald's from doordash right now because i realized i haven't eaten since like four <laughs> yeah you should definitely get yourself some spooky nuggets yeah so many current locals know the spooky mcnugget mansion as a beautiful purple house on church street that serves as a restaurant however local author roy heiser investigated the um mcnugget mansion in his years <laughs> as a charlatan he recorded that him and his friends found a corpse of a middle-aged woman what? in the abandoned house terrified the teens fled but not before seeing the same woman staring at them from the second floor bay window what the fuck (sighs) roy later reported that he returned to the home years later unknowingly because to this day it's a restaurant he did not realize he was in the same home until he saw the same middle-aged woman from years before standing in the restaurant what the fuck he chronicles the story in his book haunted charlotte supernatural stories from the queen city now it is a local tradition to try to catch a glimpse of the woman in the bay windows of the purple mansion. That's the cool. Mansion. I like that. That's fun. The McNugget Mansion. And the fifth spooky McNugget for you guys. And then I am done talking. It is Corey's turn for a minute. Yes. By 1891, there were 60 gold mines underneath what is now Uptown Charlotte. Uh, 2.6 million in gold was extracted from the area mines during its prime um, hundreds of workers were in the mines, most of them being immigrants. At one point, more than 12 languages could be heard in the mines. People in city streets and in the gold district of Charlotte still claim to hear whispers of foreign languages, and many people believe that the lust of gold is still present in Charlotte, leading it to be the banking city that it is, the banking city that it is today. While operations seized many years ago, countless tunnels still remain, many of which can still be accessed. Stay spooky. Love our spooky nugget queen. Okay, so here's our next one. It says, Dear Chana and Corey, I'm glad you guys are doing good during this pandemic. 
I'm trying my best to survive by saving money for food and other necessities for my family. The good thing is that my spring semester is over. I would like to tell you that bullshit I went through, however, that will be for another day. Anyways, let's start my paranormal incident when my work at Recreation Center first closed down during March. I was by myself when I was cleaning up the front area of the building. I am cleaning the front desk areas. On my left side, there is a cafe. All the chairs in the cafe are on the tables neatly. And to remind you that all the tables are perfectly horizontal, so there's no way the chair could fall off. Also, the front desk area is literally at least five feet away from the cafe. I'm casually wiping down the desk with uh, Virex to kill Corona and prevent Corona. Nice. Yes, bitch. Until five minutes later, one chair fell off. So it was odd, but I didn't think much of it after. I put it back where it was, was before. Another five minutes went by. That same fucking chair kept fall, keep, or kept falling off that table. Plus, there was no way, no one in the cafe, cafe area anyway. So, a little spooked, I quickly cleaned everything and dipped out that, of that area. Smart. Fast forward to the beginning month of May. My work temporarily transfers me to the Virginia Beach Aquarium. I was really ni- it was really nice during the day, but at night, it is a whole nother level. I'm used to be... I'm used to being around the dark areas like any part of my house, especially my room. However, if it involves with working in a building that was dark and filled with water, <laughs> that's what unsettles me uh, the most. I don't know why, you know, but it I, does. I agree. I agree. That's, that's like, creepy. That would be weird to walk down like halls of an aquarium when it's dark. To be like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, anyth- that's, that's a little spooky. Yeah, there's like demons like jacking the fuck off in the water like looking at you like fuck that shit. yeah that water demon is like fucking yeah, like, ready uh, to like crack that glass yeah <laughs> just like rubbing its cock up the glass <laughs> oh no no demon the guy fishes are no like, demon the, shark the fuck? <laughs> they're like um, get the fuck out of our house you don't you can't sit with us <laughs> um so my duties my duties are cleaning bathrooms simple right i was on the second floor just casually cleaning the bathrooms until i ran into my coworker. My coworker then starts to tell me that if I it uh, that if I know that this second floor that I'm in is haunted. Obviously, right, I Rose answered that I didn't know until then and say thanks. People reported seeing shadow people. Big fuck no to me. <laughs> and a ghost Good. of their beloved employee who passed away of natural causes. Also, he wears a red polo shirt. So until I get back to my original schedule. I am open to go to work at the haunted aquarium if I want to, although I don't want to if I need money. So yeah, um, that's all the paranormal that I experienced so far. If I did experience some more, I will definitely email or DM you guys on the Insta. I love you guys and wash your goddamn uh, hands, folks. That's cute. It's true. <laughs> wash your goddamn hands and wear a motherfucking mask. And if you disagree, yell at me and I'll fight you. A haunted that's what it aquarium. Is. Yuck. A haunted aquarium sounds like my worst nightmare. Corey, you There's should like a Google triple to see Darkness, it. water, ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, ghosts. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, you know what? We quickly, we're no longer having a cute fun time with spooky nuggets. We're now talking mm-hmm. about haunted sharks. Like, this is scary. Oh, my God. Spooky nuggets. All right. Moving on to the fifth story. It's a silly sex story, y'all. Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. My husband and I were in our creepy basement cleaning on a Sunday. That's like a great way to start a sex story That's a good one. right there. That's a is good that sex sentence? Story. It was a typical Sunday for us. We don't go to church and we just laze around. I actually made the comment while drinking coffee that morning on the porch that our neighbors would eventually notice we don't go to church if they hadn't already. I say this because it's a big deal where we live that we don't. Onto my story. I get horny because we're home alone and why not? You know, amen. Mm-hmm. My hi- my si- my I almost said my sister sits on my husband, but it's my husband sits in a chair, so that's not even remotely close. My husband sits in a chair and I bend over in front of him and he starts finger fucking me. That's so hot. Oh, that's so hot and <laughs> that's cute. So, oh. That's so hot and so cute. Oh my oh, god. It's like it's like so wholesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know why, but that <laughs> sentence is so wholesome to me. Right. My husband Her sits in a chair, and I bend over in front of him, and he starts, oh, that's so cute. That's Continue, so cute. Channel. I'm enthralled. Obviously, <laughs> I'm having a great time. All of a sudden, he stops and pulls my short up and says, someone just walked by the window. What the fuck? Seriously, we can't see who it is because we're in the basement, and the windows are small, and at, and at our eye level, um, and all you can see is feet. 
Ew. All you can see is feet. I don't know why Yuck. that makes it like almost 100,000 times worse to Yuck. me. Hubby runs upstairs to see who it is while I pout downstairs. Um, he You're comes like, back I down was and horny. says, <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I was getting finger fucked and now some fucker is walking by your door. Um, he comes back down and says, That was Chucky. What? Why? He's one of her neighbors, not the doll. Um, he is a preacher at well, a local church down the road and wanted to invite us to revival starting oh that God. night. Insert eye roll. I literally, yeah, literally I rolled Corey before just you did said- it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, thanks to thanks to the buzzkill, um, we finish cleaning and I go upstairs to shower. I get out of the shower and as I walk in my room, I look out the window and see my car. See a car in my driveway. Oh, I tell hubby someone is here again. I told him it looked like a di- like a different neighbor's oh car. God. Sure enough, it was, and they're also inviting us to a revival. What the fuck? I got cock blocked by Jesus. It was a very frustrating day. Oh my god! Now on I'm to sorry. the spooky story. Fuck your stupid neighbors for cock blocking you. All you and your husband want to do is finger blast each other downstairs. Right. Like what the fuck? Also. If I was living in a house and I had my neighbor walk by my basement window to try to invite me to revival, yeah. I'd be like, I'm, I would I'm make them. Place. I'd be like, hey, we were like, hey, I was finger blasting my husband when you came, when you like stood by our window. <laughs> I just want you to know. <laughs> I just want you to know that while you're gonna tell me to, to come to Jesus, I was making my my husband come to Jesus. <laughs> Now onto the spooky story. I thought I had told y'all everything, but I but I failed to mention the black shadow person. Oh fuck! That is a big forgot to mention something. Yeah, is that scary? Oh. We had temporarily moved out of our house to a different city and then moved back. We hadn't moved back in a long time when this happened. Or sorry, we hadn't. We have not. Okay, whatever. Uh, my husband has to commute about an hour to work, so he gets up while it's dark most of the time. We also share a car, so sometimes I have the keys on my bedside table, and he'll grab them in the morning on his way out. Cute. One morning, I'm awakened uh, by what I thought. Fa- what? But by what I thought? Maybe I am feeling the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> As <laughs> I said I five say- minutes ago. <laughs> It like hit me as every sentence I say, I'm like, oh God. (sighs) One morning I am awakened by what I thought was hubby getting the keys, um, but he was just standing next to my bed. I asked him what he was doing and he didn't answer. Uh, I'm still pretty out of it, so I fell back asleep. uh, Like I get a creepy vibe, but I'm so used to weird creepy shit in my house that my ass will just have to be like levitated at this point to get my attention. I think nothing of it, and a couple weeks go by, and Hubby and I are talking. He says that one morning he, he came back from the bathroom and saw a black shadowy mist hovering beside me at the bed. Wait, wait. He had he took more than a day to tell you that? That weeks. Weeks. What the fuck? So we figured out this happened the same morning I thought I saw him sitting next to my bed. Cool. The demons must be glad. We, we moved back. Oh I have God. another spooky story, but I'll save it for the next batch of listener Yay. stories. Love you, bitches, and stay safe. Cute. We love you, too. That's so fun. And also stay safe. Also stay All right, safe. Your like, turn. Jesus Christ. So this story starts, I am from Erinville, Aaron, Louisiana, and I am 21. I just thought I would let hey. you guys know, LMAO. So yeah. I really wanted to submit to you a listener story. I feel like Chana can really understand me in this one, <gasps> so away we go. Yeah, I think there is an entire entity attached to me. Oh fuck, I don't know. Okay, I relate. (laughs) If it is good or bad, but it is attached. I will have my electronics turn off randomly while using them when they have a full battery, like my phone, vape, laptop, or even the radio in my car. I will have things fall off my wall randomly. I had my dad make sure this painting was for sure attached to my wall. It is right above my headboard, so I didn't think it would fall on top of my head. Well, I have had it fall on on my head multiple nights it doesn't make sense why it would fall my dad secured it and and he made sure it couldn't be knocked down but it would fall on my head still i will see people out of the corner of my eye or in mirrors fuck that and then there will be no one there one night i got schwiggity shwasted lol yeah bitch and talked to someone for at least five minutes while my friend was in the bathroom (gasps) when my friend came back i had asked if he knew the person i was talking to and he said I hadn't talked to anyone else that night except our group of friends. Like this Ew. shit is crazy. Ew. Ew. The scariest thing I had that or the scariest thing I have had happen be that doors fly open. I was sitting in my room oh. watching a movie and my bedroom door flung open and hit my wall. 
My dad came and asked me why I was slamming my door, but I hadn't. The door that swung open woke me up when it happened, so I didn't direct directly see it. Then one night, I was sitting in my living room at my house by myself on FaceTime. While I was talking to my friend, I had a movie on in the background. It was actually the movie, um, the movie Mama. Oh, Mama, that new one that came out, the Blumhouse one that came out last year, LMAO. Mm. While watching the movie, my front door swings open and the screen door attached to it swings open as well. I was scared speechless. My friend was asking what the noise was and I couldn't respond. I didn't have a response. I told him what happened and he told me just to get up and shut the doors. That is white people shit. That is how you die. (laughs) I said that if someone wanted to kill me, they could do it on my couch while I was comfortable. Eventually, the door slowly closed and nothing else happened that night. This bit of information Whoa. is short, but it is relevant. It is currently December 6, 2019, and I was in a wreck yesterday. Someone rear-ended me going 55 miles per hour. Wow. Oh, oh I'm glad you're okay. Jesus. Uh, when, I, yeah. when, I was, when I was braked, something subconsciously told me to just smash on the brakes so I wouldn't move. I don't know why I did it, but I did. This saved me from getting in a three-car pileup because my new because uh, my car never moved, and that car that rear-ended me just went under mine. This dude's hood was was at a right angle. If it wasn't for that voice, I would have been hurt worse than a very mid concussion from my head hitting the steering wheel. So that was like sort of a side, an un, un aside. But you know, if if we we're if this was a Mormon podcast, we would say that was the Holy Ghost that was telling you. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh slam on your brick. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I like to believe that it was the demon of lewdness who was the looking out for you. The demon of lewdness or one of your ancestors <laughs> overlooking you. Um, or a spooky nugget. You or choose. Or a spooky nugget. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're asking, and then they enter their name. Why do you think you have something attached to you? Well, my lovely folks, it is because I have died twice. I am a cat. I have nine lives. I died twice my senior year of high school. The first time was in a car wreck. My brother and I were driving home and our truck nosedived into a ditch and tossed over six times and landed flat. Holy fuck. My brother's forehead and the top of his head were scalped. Oh, God. I got out of the car and pooped my right or popped, sorry, popped my right elbow and right knee back into place. Holy shit. I, I wish Holy she would have just pooped her pants instead of done that. Um, but besides that, I thought I was fine. Well, I wasn't. When we nosedived, I forced myself back into the seat of the truck so I wouldn't get uh, glass in my eyes because I wear contacts. And and bad. That's what she says. Yeah. When I did this, my chest closed in on my heart. Nearly two hours later, once the adrenaline wore off, my heart couldn't pump enough blood into it, so I freaked out. (gasps) So it freaked out and stopped. The doctors popped. Holy God, what? Like, really? Holy shit, this is crazy. Um, the doctors popped my rib cage and got my heart to start pumping again. That was the fall of 2016. That that was the Monday after Thanksgiving, so we just had a three-year anniversary of it the first time I died. Cool, right? Whoa. Oh my! <laughs> that was the uh... first time I died, and the second time I started to feel like something was watching me. The second time I died was the spring of 2017, just a couple of months later. I had a broken tooth that the nerve was exposed and infected. <gasps> Oh, After my weeks Lord. of being in pain, I couldn't handle it anymore, and I went to the dentist. I don't know if you've ever had a fucking mouth pain, but that shit is literal devil. Oh, my God. I might have even said this on the podcast. Mouth pain is the worst. Like, mouth pain is it's the true. motherfucking goddamn worst. Um, it's true. Like, last last summer, after I obliterated my pinky, I then had to get my wisdom teeth out. Yeah. And that experience was worse than like, shattering my pinky. It's so, <laughs> like, on, it's just so weird. It's like, it hurts, and it hurts more than usual pain. But then on top of that, it's, like, so psychologically annoying that it just, like, makes you feel like you're going insane. I hate mouth pain. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Well, my doctor prescribed, or I've had my, but that shit is little devil and not the good one. Okay, lol. Um, well, my doctor prescribed hydrocodone and oxycodone. What's up? What's up? Yes. Except for what we hate. We've talked about how we hate that because it makes you feel so like underwater drugged. Ugh, I hate that. It's a rough one. But, you know, morphine's a good time. <laughs> if you ever oh, have like a crazy I car accident and you go to the hospital, yeah. have a good time, everybody. Because you're <laughs> like, whoa. I'll try but, that. You know, I'll try that. Um, it, don't try it on the streets. Try it in the safety of a hospital. <laughs> if you, if, but I pray to, you know, Mormon Jesus that y'all don't ever have to experience it. Don't but it's try a good time. it on the streets. Try it in the hospital sheets. 
Oh. Hey, by hopefully your hot doctor who's British and likes Hey. Um, so, uh, so they go, well, my doctor prescribed hydrocodone and oxycodone. I study drugs. I am a psycho- psychology major whose literal passion is drugs, but I didn't know anything at the time. Those are opiates. Opiates do not work for do not work for pain that is based in the nervous system. My pain was based in the nervous system. Anyway, pain bad. I knew I already had a really high tolerance to pain medication. Well, I was desperate to get the pain to stop, so I took about around 250 milligrams of hydro and oh. 350 milligrams of oxy by the bye. end of the night. Bye. I overdosed and passed out. Oh, real bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a real buy. That's very scary. My heart stopped as they were uh, pumping my stomach. When I woke back up the next day, they had to tell me to use paddles. They that they had to use paddles to revive me. After this, everything felt stronger. Since I died the second time, I have never felt alone. I always feel like someone is lurking and watching me. I feel like <gasps> at any point in time that something is going to hurt me. Ever since I died, I stopped dreaming. Oh, fuck. Oh. That's a crazy, oh my that's a crazy sentence. I normally don't dream at night, but if I do, it is a nightmare. I rarely oh. ever have a normal dream. I got really fucked by dying twice, but now I am terrified to do anything. I believe in this stuff. I refuse to do a Ouija board because I just know that this entity that lingers on me is going to do more than petty shit like drop a painting or open my door. I am terrified, but I think that is for good, a good reason. So yeah, I'm haunted. Oh, Holy oh damn. The okay, I'm sorry, but can we just discuss the sentence? Ever since I died, I stopped dreaming. I stopped dreaming. Are you fucking fuck. kidding me? Fuck, fuck, That's fuck, the fuck, most fuck. like horribly sad and like beautiful, like tragic sentence, sentence yeah. I've ever heard or read in my life oh my god well i hope you're okay and we know your name but i won't say it but i hope you're okay and yeah please don't do ouija because that thing is just like waiting for you to do it if you if you want to know what happens to you go read my my um that thing is just that thing is just waiting for you to do it so please don't do it because it's just waiting to for you to open up a portal next to you like goddamn oh that's so like don't even look at a mirror when it's dark (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Corey's like whatever you goddamn do like don't walk under a ladder that's like the next don't thing. look at a mirror <laughs> don't look at a mirror don't do a Ouija board Jesus you know Christ. like uh, that is that's a crazy. rough story mm-hmm. alright the final story everybody oh my god s'mores she just tried to attack the fort from above me so that's where I'm at Ooh. final story First of all, I love you guys. You were literally with me Aww. every day. I started listening to all the episodes from episode one. And some of my coworkers got addicted to you, too. And they started listening to you as well. Yes. Smiley face. Oh, my God. Thanks. I love you. Anyways, my story is little, but my story is a little bit long um, It because it's kind of like two stories, but they're related somehow. Also, I'm a French Canadian, so bear with me for my English. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going. Sorry. I have, like, two tangents to go off of that, but it's okay. Letter okay, Kenny and, I, and Xavier Dolan. I won't say much more. We are – we're moving on. So, 1994, I was four years old. Cute. I was living with my mom, who was 21, her boyfriend, who was the father of my little sister, who was one – and my new baby brother, who was a couple days old. My memories start around October of 94. My brother was a month old, and he was my favorite human in the entire world. I was always by his side, playing with him, kissing him. My mom even showed me how to warm his milk bottle and how to give it to him. She showed me how to change his diaper and stuff like that. Mostly every morning, I was the one who was taking care of him. Yes, I was only four years old, um, but my mom wasn't the most responsible. I'm not going to focus on that. One morning, I heard a scary scream right in my ears. I woke up in shock, and I stayed in my bed for a couple seconds, and my heart was pounding. I was shaking from head to toes. Um, I looked at my little sister, my little sister's bed, and she was asleep. I finally got out of my bed, and I walked out of my bedroom, which was connected to the living room. And I walked towards the kitchen and went into my brother's bedroom. He was still asleep, all cute in his bed. And I was relieved, and I turned around to get out of his room, but a man was... No. The man was standing in the doorway. He's wearing black pants, no. a dark blue shirt, and a large black <gasps> bowler hat. What? The bowler I hat just, man? Oh I my god. I was just staring at him. I couldn't talk, I couldn't move. I was petrified. I tried to call my mom for help. When I opened my mouth, no sound was coming out. I sounded <coughs> like I was whispering, 
my mom and said like mama anyways i closed my eyes and stayed like that for a couple seconds before opening them again and the man wasn't there anymore oh my god i started crying and screaming for my mom in my brother's bedroom and i even peed on myself oh my god my mom finally arrived and i told her what i saw and she didn't believe me and she was pissed that i woke up both my sister and my brother with me screaming and crying and that i peed on the floor a couple days passed after that after that episode and i heard again that (gasps) awful scream right in my ears again i woke up in shock and again my little sister was still sleeping everyone was no it was dark and, and i was afraid to get out of my bed but this time my brother was crying Oh my God! <laughs> oh Go my save God. your brother. So I finally got out of my bedroom and I started to walk towards the kitchen. But after maybe five steps, I stopped and I looked to my left. No. And there was our bathroom, and that is where our bathroom was. And the light was turned on, and the door was open, and I saw the man in the bathroom. This time, he was on his knees what on the, the side of the bathroom. What the? And I was looking at fuck? his back. Again, I couldn't move, talk or scream. I was petrified in the hallway when he turned his head <gasps> on the side and made, made a move no. with a shaking hand to ask me to join him. That's scary as fuck. I would just, uh-uh, I'd jump out the this window. Is- <laughs> I would jump out the window. My brother's cries were super loud, and I couldn't understand why my mom didn't wake up without knowing how I started to walk in the bathroom and join let me re-say that. My brother's cries were super loud, and I couldn't understand why my mom wouldn't wake up. Without knowing, I started walking into the bathroom to <gasps> join the man. And that's when I saw my brother in the bathtub. He wasn't moving, but he was crying. I tried to get him out of the bathtub, but it was like he was so deep underwater that I couldn't reach him. What the fuck? I was crying and screaming, and I was trying to catch him. My mom finally showed up. Um, in the bathroom and she t- and she held me in her arms trying to calm me down when i told her what happened she told me that i was sleepwalking that it was a nightmare and then she brought me back to bed on november 23rd 1994 what a scream woke a scream woke me up the same terrifying scream that, fr- that freezes your blood in your body but this time my sister <gasps> heard it too oh my god that's like the time of the conjuring where they wake up and that girl staring at the dark corner and she's like no, there's someone Corey. right there oh my fucking god right you. if I'm i woke pee- up and my sibling I'm told my me pants. that oh i would never forgive my sibling for waking me up and telling me that Fuck <laughs> i stood up right away and ran outside of my bedroom it was early morning and i heard my mom crying and screaming the sound was coming from the kitchen area but i couldn't see her in the kitchen I slowly walked to my brother's bedroom. My mother's boyfriend took me in his arms and asked me to stay in the living room with my sister. I will always remember the specific date. I have it tattooed on my right arm because this is the day where my little brother was found dead in his bed. What the fuck? He was two months and two days old. While I was sitting on my couch holding my little sister, I saw the man walking from the kitchen to the living room and he stayed right in front of us. For the first time, I saw a portion of his face. I saw his mouth and he was <sighs> smiling. I closed my eyes and I held my sister so hard in my arms that she started screaming loud enough that her dad, my mom's boyfriend, came back to the living room and removed her from my arms. I opened my eyes, but the man wasn't there anymore. My brother's death was concluded as oh, the sudden infant death syndrome. Yeah. I never said that I saw him again that morning, smiling at me, and I stopped talking about him for years. What the then, fuck? then there's more oh my my god God. girl one i am so sorry for that trauma two fuck that demon oh now there's sirens going on behind me are you kidding me i'm scared all right then in 2003 i was 13 years old i was living with my mom and her her new boyfriend and my sister who was 10 and in a new apartment but still in the same area of where we were living when my brother died i can't remember one specifically but I started to see a dark shadow in the corner of my bedroom near my closet. The way my bed was placed in the bedroom, my mirror was in the middle of the room to so to see the specific corner of the corner with my closet. And I had to look in the mirror to see it because a bookshelf was separating me from having a direct line of sight with that corner. So for a couple nights, I saw the shadow. When that was happening, a strong smell of cigarette was coming to my nose, like someone was smoking in my bedroom. My mom was smoking in the house, so I didn't give it a lot of attention. 
Sometimes I was able to hear the shadow what the um, singing a song, but without lyrics, just humming the melody of a song Ooh, that I've never heard before. That's like the famous movie. The the night- well, no, it's like the Night of the Watcher. It's like a 1954 film that's like an iconic like thriller, like one of the first thriller films. It's very iconic. It's about this like old drift, this drift, not old, but this drifter man who's trying to find and kill these two children because he witnessed them make a crime, but he whistles. Oh God. He whistles. It's called Night of the Drifter. I think it's called it. It's a really, it's like 1954. It's a great movie. Night of the Watcher. Sorry. Uh, okay. Um, I started to have a hard time sleeping. My mom, my mom made me see doctors. They said that I had chronicle and hold on. Sorry. The writing's a little rough. I started to have a hard time sleeping. My mom made me see the doctors, and they said that I had chronic insomnia, so I was set up with sleeping pills. I was afraid to tell my mom what I was seeing, and at the time, I wasn't really sure why I was afraid to tell her. After a couple nights dealing with the shadow and the smell and the humming, the sleeping pills weren't doing their job. I was a really good student who had good grades, but I just couldn't focus in class because I was always tired. Like, all of the energy was being sucked from my body. Then, in summer of 2004... A year after all of this has started, I was sitting in my dining room. The table was facing the bathroom, and I was reading a book. My mom was in the living room with my sister, and I just had this really weird feeling. Like someone was watching me. Fuck. And I stopped reading. I lifted up my eyes, and I looked right into the bathroom. And a man was standing in the bathtub just facing me. He was fixated on me. And he was humming the same fucking song. Nothing was moving on his face. He was wearing black pants, <sighs> a dark blue shirt, and he's holding a black bowler hat in his right arm. Oh my arm. god, he's holding it this time? What the fuck? I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't look away. I couldn't do anything. My mom finally noticed it, and she called my name a couple times before I could hear her. She asked me, what are you seeing? And I started sobbing. I couldn't stop looking at him. I was seeing his face for the first time. He was still humming the song. Ew. I tried to speak, but nothing came out of my mouth. And my mom put her hands on my shoulders and started shaking me. And she was crying and repeating, what are you seeing? What are oh, you seeing? What are you seeing? I finally closed my eyes and I started crying without opening my eyes. I told her, it's the man, mom. It's the man. I saw his face. He just keeps humming the same song all the time, every night. And she called me after a couple nights and she asked me to describe him to her. And all of my memories came back. I was remembering the man I saw when I was a kid. I didn't want to believe it was the same man, but I finally described described him to my mom, and I told her about the cigarette smell and the song and everything, and my mom looked at me. She was livid, like she saw a ghost, like she wasn't talking. I was asking her if she knew who it was, and she just left the kitchen and went into her bedroom. I stayed in the dining room. My sister was looking at me from the living room, and she was sitting on the couch without having a clue what was happening. My mom finally came back with a picture when she was a little girl. And at the end of 1970, on her left, my aunt's, my aunt, my mom's big sister, was standing right there. And on her left, a man, a man in black pants, a dark blue shirt, and a large black bowler hat. He was my mom's dad. What he the died when I was two months and two fuck. days old of a heart attack. The creepy part is that he was a racist motherfucker. My mom is white, but my dad is not. Oh, no. And my mom told me later on that when I was born, he disapproved that I was a quote-unquote mixed child. Yeah. And that he tried to Biracial. throw me in a garbage. Yeah, she wrote mixed child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, uh, and tried to throw me in a garbage bag saying that my mom's prom. What the fuck? Would, would go away if she let him do what he needed to do. After that, my family stopped talking to him, and a month later, he died of a heart attack alone in his house. He was a heavy smoker in the song Monsieur Le Clown. It is a French song telling the story of a kid who didn't know who his dad was. And after meeting him and seeing that he was a clown, making other people laugh and happy, he asked him why he abandoned him to go to the, uh, to other people's. He he asked him why he abandoned him to go make other people smile. Oh my god! What the fuck? There is he a there out. is a film. Please contact uh, uh, me. Please contact. Holy shit, Monsieur We moved Le out last summer, and I haven't seen the man since. But I didn't. But I don't tell the story often because every time I talk about it, weird stuff starts happening to me at night or during the day. I have a strong feeling of being watched, and I start having a sleeping oh, problem no. again. Oh no! I hope this I doesn't happen to I, you. 
I do still have sleeping pills described for life because of my medical file. I still have the chronic insomnia problem. And Damn. that is the bowler hat, man. Holy, Holy shit. shit. One. What a story to end on. Oh That's my God. <laughs> Chana. Oh my God. Uh, 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 go over Monsieur Le Clown. Copy and paste that and look at the first image that shows up with YouTube. Okay, Monsieur. <laughs> Not uh, very unsettling. <laughs> it's Monsieur Mon Clown. Monsieur Le Clown. Or Monsieur Le Clown. Le Clown. <gasps> oh, okay, wait. We have I, to We to have it. to play this. Are you playing it or me? I can't hear you at all. Okay, okay it are starts you with. No! And then it, and then it like devolves or continues into a song okay ew wah ew fuck her stupid racist piece of shit grandpa uh. oh here here are the comments reminds me of my childhood thanks a lot for the song ew <laughs> boy, what kind of fuck that child did you have homie holy fuck that Trace Bea okay. Cancion. I, uh, that's like a, what a great, what a beautiful song. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, her evil grandpa killed her brother. What the fuck? Wait, how do we know that? <laughs> because the, like she kept on having the visions of the grandpa in the bathtub. Like, oh, the yes. baby drowning. Yeah. Like took him away. Yeah. Yeah. So her creepy, terrible racist grandpa killed her brother. He's been haunting the shit out of her. Oh my god. That's so sad. I, That's so I terrifying. I'm so heartbroken with that story. What the fuck? That's crazy. <sighs> okay. Okay, well, on that note. don't watch Night of the Watcher um, because the guy whistles a song and hunts two children for the entirety of the movie. Um, so also scary. don't watch also watch Haunting a Hill House because it's one of the best goddamn horror things ever created. But also don't, yeah. because there is a bowler hat man that follows these children around. Yeah, and he, like, levitates so fucking yeah, creepy so how he moves. Yeah, so fucking goddamn creepy. Yeah. <sighs> well, on that note. Yeah. Anyways. How's <laughs> your sex? I'm so scared, life. Life. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, guys.